This is the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast, Episode 164. Good day and welcome to this episode of the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. I'm your host, podcaster, and author of Fun Fantasy Reads, Jamie Davis. This podcast is exactly what the title says it is, folks. It's a show focused on everything to do with fantasy books and sci-fi, too. From epic fantasy to urban fantasy, space opera to military sci-fi, I try to bring you the best and brightest authors from all the various corners of the sci-fi and fantasy book world. All right, kicking off things with my own author update this week. I'm almost finished editing The Paramedic's Sorceress, book nine in my Extreme Medical Services series. Once that's done, it'll be off to my editor, and I can start digging into the next book in my project list, which is The Accidental Monk, book four in my Accidental Champion series. I'm excited to start in on that series again after a bit of a hiatus. It's going to be fun to get caught up with those characters. You can always check out more about everything I'm up to, including sneak peeks of upcoming covers, special giveaways, and a lot more. Just visit my reader group over on Facebook, Jamie Davis's Fun Fantasy Readers. Uh, Join the group, have some fun. We talk about all kinds of things, not just my books, but everything to do with fantasy books and movies and TV shows all over there throughout the week. All right, joining us this week on the show is author Mark Alvarez. Mark was born in the inner city limits of Houston, Texas, where he miraculously survived a gunshot wound at the age of four years old. Little did he know this one incident would change his outlook on life forever. Despite his shortcomings, Mark remained studious, aspiring to become an adept and renowned writer using his story, Light Wings, as a medium of hope, inspiration, and above all, faith in a seemingly faithless world. He has written the first volume in the Light Wings epic fantasy series. That book is called Duty Bound and begins exploring a world where power and magic is tied to virtue and faith. Check it out with my interview with Mark coming up next. Mark Aaron Alvarez, it's great to have you here on the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. Welcome to the show. Happy to be here. So Thanks. why don't you introduce yourself to us? Tell us a little bit about your background and, um, you know, how you got started writing. Uh, well, uh, you know, uh, writing has always been my ultimate passion. Uh, I, I'm from Houston originally. Uh, you know, I didn't really have the best upbringing, I guess you can say. Uh, writing was really very much an escape for me. Uh, you know, I honed my skills because I was really encouraged to by my teachers. I had some really great teachers growing up, and they really supported me when uh, you know I really you know didn't have you know I didn't really have a lot. Uh, don't want to go too much into that any of that, but you know, uh, just uh, writing is just I don't know. I can't really explain it. It's just um, it's an obsession. It's something I do daily. I've been journaling pretty much my entire life. I have journals from, you know, early, what is it, preteens up till now, uh, stacks. Um, And that's kind of like when I started my book, my novel, uh, Duty Bound, and started working on the Lightwing series was when I was about 13. So it's uh, it's been quite a journey, me as an, like, you know, getting to this point. But, um, you know, uh, yeah, it's just a, Writing has just uh, been so instrumental in terms of like defining my identity, who I am, and just setting the trajectory for like you know everything I wanted to accomplish in life. 
That's great. And, and I love, you know, my, my whole family are teachers. Um, my sister and my mother were teachers. Um, my grandparents were all teachers. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great calling. And I love to hear, you know, when people tell me that teachers inspired them to, to put their words down and share their stories that are living within them, because, you know, that's, that warms my heart as the, as a person who comes from a family of teachers. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the inspiration behind Duty Bound. Um, and I know it's been like a 10-year-plus project for you. Uh, where, where did this story, you know, the roots of this story come from for you? Uh, well, you can say, well, <laughs> Duty Bound really is, uh, to sum up my life in one word, it would be Duty Bound, Try it quite honestly. Uh, I wrote a story that was really... It was meant to be like an alternate reality more than it was supposed to be a fantasy, I suppose. But of course, it's a fantasy. There's tons of fantastical elements within it. But it was supposed to be – there's a lot of uh, subtext, you can say, about like – it was really a coping mechanism for me. Um, like I said, you know, writing has always been a coping mechanism. But the story's inspiration uh, was, you know, the concept of being duty-bound uh, – you know, I, I, I survived a great deal in my life and I faced a lot and, um, I don't know if like this is too much, but I was like shot in the face when I was like four years old, uh, in a gas station, Houston, on a bad part of town by my younger brother. And I survived, uh, miraculously. And ever since that happened, it sort of like set me on this sort of different path than my brothers and the rest of my family. It kind of made me realize like how important my life was and, why, uh, you know, I was alive and, you know, I really wanted to, you know, make sure I lived for a reason. So I put duty above all else. And that's a tagline that's, you know, it's repeated in duty bound over and over and over again. Lucia, the main character, those are, that's her family's motto. It's like duty above all else. And it's, uh, you know, that's a lifestyle. It's the way I live. So when I came up with Duty Bound, I wanted to create a story about facing darkness and surviving, you know, um, like surviving so many things, right? Uh, just, you know, suffering in general, but the hope that comes along with it, uh, you know, like you can't really know what true love is without knowing what grief is. You know, when you lose something that you love or truly love, that's when you realize what grief truly feel like that's how you know you truly some, love something is when you feel that emotion. So, I mean, it was, it's a very emotional novel. It's very much, you know, it comes from a real, very real place. A lot of inspiration comes from, you know, anecdotal experiences, things that, you know, have, have occurred to me, things that have, uh, you know, happened. I sort of just drew, drew inspiration from that. And then, of course, like, uh, I had a passion for like video games and music growing up, so uh, those also helped as well, you know, as musings for, uh, you know, uh, designing the characters and what is it, setting up the scenes and all that within my head. You know, it's amazing, you know, to find someone with that outlook. Um, it's something that is very near and dear to me as well. That that we are the sum total of all our experiences both the good experiences and those terrible experiences that happen along the way in our life. And you certainly had something like that happen with you. And it gave you a sense of, of purpose 
in some way. I know um, I was in a very bad car accident right after I graduated from high school and it ripped me away from my whole plan for life. Um, But without that two-year hiatus where I couldn't go on and join the rest of my friends in school, I found, you know, I, I found a different path. And without that path, I wouldn't have my wife or my kids or my grandson or any of the other wonderful things that happened to me after what I thought was the, the end of my life, the most horrible thing that ever happened to me. Um, and, and it changed my outlook on things um, ever since that, you know, you, you, you are the product of all the things and, and you are what you make of that product, right? Exactly. Um, I view things the same way. I often tell myself that, you know, uh, all the things that I appreciate in my life, all the things that have happened, all the things that I've accomplished, um, I would never be here if it weren't for those experiences. I sometimes think if those things, if things were different, if those things never happened to me, if I never, you know, never got shot, never, you know, uh, lived through the things that I've gone through, suffered the way that I had, I mean, I wouldn't have made it to this place. My out, the outcome of my life could be completely different. Dude, Bao might not even be, um, you know, here. I might have never finished the book. You know, it, it's uh, those are the things that cross my mind daily, uh, and that's something that's also really, you know, prevalent within the story and why it's so important to me is that you know I didn't give up on that story because I felt very much bound to it the same way like lucia feels bound to the duty of the light wings it's i was bound to the duty just as much as she was i was meant to write that story and with that story comes purpose because conviction inspires conviction and you want to sort of set that standard and um you know i I wrote i wrote about a world in a way that sort of reflected my perception of the world as i saw it and I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to provoke a new mindset within people who might feel trapped within the suffering that they feel, so that way they can find hope in you know the certain situations. So let's talk a little bit about the book and and the world that you've created there, because I, I know that you know it doesn't it, it not like a typical fantasy book that's filled with magic, but actually the world runs on the concept of virtue. How how does that work for you? <laughs> um, so okay, uh, the nature of Terrestria is very um, it's very <laughs> it's got a certain certain element to it i guess so like the first book is all about knowledge right and knowledge and privilege and we have these uh noble youths that are on a quest for knowledge to figure out like you know where this force or this darkness is had come from and how they're supposed to defeat it or why they were chosen to defeat it and lucia she was given the light wings by um her uh, long lost dad that's been missing her entire life uh, so, you know, um, the virtues, they're, they're supposed to be the opposite of the sin. So the darkness, the darkness is a manifestation of like, so the different monsters that appear within the novel, they're manifestations of man's sin. And in order to combat the sins, the light wings were created by, by the creator of life, um, light in this, in this scenario, uh, in particular, and so the light's virtues were embedded within the noble youth of the four great provinces of Terrestria. So the four 
noble bloodlines, uh, like you know, of those bloodlines, four uh, four noble youths would be chosen to embody one of the virtues, um, and they have to self-actualize and they have to sort of like go through trials, tribulations. They have to go through several revelations and like kind of break through a lot of limiting beliefs because a lot of the knowledge that they've been told by their parents, by politics, society has all been misconstrued and like, like been manipulated, um, and all for power, all for like, um, control and personal gain. Uh, so, you know, all of this adds to the sins that are sort of like fueled by the, sin, by the sins of mankind are these monsters. Um, so they have to really like break through those limiting beliefs to really come into terms and realizing what virtue they embody. And the light wings is the key to unlocking that virtue, um, and restoring that virtue, uh, and bringing those virtues into their world because it is a connection to the other world where the, uh, creators live, which are, you know, the forces of light and darkness. And, and I like the idea that these, these four youths are, are, you know, they have this duty to go out and do these things. But you explore a lot of things that have to revolve around duty. Um, that um, that people can do things because they have a duty to do it, but they might also have other ulterior motives for doing things. And and how do you justify or 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 you know look at the juxtaposition between duty and maybe something like ambition or or desire to have, to do something for another purpose. Um, yeah, uh, this is something I explore a lot. Duality is very much prevalent within duty bound and explored quite heavily because as you know, um, morality is very gray and, you know, things aren't really as black and white. I mean, light and darkness, of course, the two forces that created terrestria and an equal balance, uh, you know, created a realm for them both to be proud of, but like, what is it? The duality of this, the within duty bound, is very prevalently explored because what is it like within Lucia, the protagonist's main character? She's the main character, and she often is conflicted by like you know her mother has this sort of sense of duty that she's like imposed on her, and then her father has this other idea of what duty is, and. You know, and it all falls, and it. I don't want to give any spoilers away, but it all falls down, and it all has an effect, and there's this domino effect that sort of like trickles through everything, and just really causes the balance to just, just, just go all out of whack, right? And um, you know, uh, in it's real, and when it's coming to self-actualizing your virtue. Uh, you you have to realize what is the difference between duty and ambition because where one you have a choice ambition is you know you you you're choosing to accomplish something great because you desire it versus duty you're doing something great because you have to do it you're convicted you're compelled to uh, there's a there is there is a subtle difference between the two and. Uh, the characters have to really come to terms with the decisions that they make and have to understand that they're understand the consequences so they can really uh, really get to know themselves. They really 
are flawed at the very beginning. And I don't say flawed like I intended them to be flawed, but I really think the characters that don't know who they really are at the very start of the novel. And they re- and it's really all about self-exploration, introspection, and really trying to um, – it's, it's a lot of ex- internal and external conflict. Like why is this happening to me? Why is the world like this? And this is who I thought I was, but this is who I actually am, and this is what I'm supposed to do. So like this is what I thought I wanted versus this is what I really want. It, it, it that duality is going to always exist throughout the entire the entire novel, and it's uh, perplexing. I really hope that it rubs off on some people and gets them to think that, hmm, maybe I need to start looking at things a different way, so that way I can, you know, really uh, achieve, you know, my life's purpose. So, conviction inspires conviction. <laughs> yeah, it does. And and I think that it's interesting that, you know, you've dug into so many deep topics, but I, I don't think that, you know, the book necessarily has, to, it, it is not written in such a way that it's, it's going to like dig people into this deep philosophical hole because it's <laughs> a great story that's going to tell them, um, get them just thinking a little bit. And I think that's the challenge as an author when you're trying to write books with a, a deep theme like that. To, to be able to, to help people see the difference between, you know, doing good for good's sake and doing good because you expect a reward at the other end. And, and there, there are two very different motivations there um, that say a lot about the person. Right. Uh, I totally agree. And that's, you know, the whole challenge within the book. And, you know, knowledge is and knowledge is very keen into that. Knowledge is a privilege. And, you know, uh, what you know, sometimes you don't know what you don't know until you know what you don't know. And the characters, they have to explore and learn more about the nature of the world and their place in it in order to realize and find their true purpose and find their virtue so they can fight off whatever, um, you know, monstrosities are destroying their civilizations so i mean it's very subtle i would say like i know i'm talking very deep and i'm just a very deep person if you just like knew me and just just talk to me every day i'm just a very philosophical and very deep person but i write it into the novel very subtly it's the very it's to make it it's supposed to be very thought-provoking and it's written in a way to where it's relevant to could be it can be relevant to the reader to where it's like oh i can relate to that situation or i mean i draw on a lot of personal experiences for that reason because i think that you know like i didn't have a dad growing up you know like my biological dad was like not in my life so the whole aspect of like lucia not knowing half of who she was that's like came from a real place and you know, there's just so many different things about the characters. Like, I feel like I put a piece of myself within each of them, uh, and just to really make them, you know, more three dimensional. And it, it's really subtle. I'd say it's really subtle, and I, I'm pretty proud of how it came out in the end. So uh, obviously, this isn't a one-off thing. You've, you've you've made this part of a series, the Light Wings Epic. Um, what's what's the plan for book two? As um, book one comes out, um, it's available for pre-order now and comes out later this later this spring in um, the beginning towards June, I guess. Um, what's the plan for book two? <laughs> so, uh, fun fact: I wrote the entire series by hand. Uh, <laughs> prior to type, putting it to type, and I intended it for it to be 
a one book, uh, sort of like it was like a Lord of the Rings type scenario where I wrote one long manuscript and I started putting it to type and I was like, oh man, like this, I'm going to have to cut this, like, or I'm going to have to split this up because it's, you know, it's, it's too long, <laughs> uh, pretty much. Right. So I, um, you know, uh, so I had to re- rework some things, but Bloodbound is definitely in the works. Uh, I have a piece of it on my website. If you want to go to maaalvarez.com, oh, alvarezii.com, um, you can check out an excerpt from Bloodbound, uh, you know, just so that you can get a little glimpse into the kingdom of Organia, which is mentioned in the first book, um, but not fully explored yet. So there's still more of the world to explore after book one. Uh, but Bloodbound is very, is, I think it's ha- going to have a very much different tone than book but, well, book two is going to have very much a different tone than book one because book one is all about exploring knowledge and introspection and, you know, finding yourself in a, you know, like, you know, in a world filled with secrets. Whereas book two, the secrets have been revealed in book, in book one. So it's all about, you know, uh, you know what you know, but what are you going to, what do you plan to do with it? And, um, and it's, uh, and I'm going to introduce some new characters who are going to, you know, hold as much impact as the protagonist, I'd say. Uh, I think a lot of the stakes and a lot of the, um, I feel like this cast is going to be a lot more ensemble and, you know, it's going to be a, a, like, you know, the protagonist will always be the protagonist, but I feel like everyone's going to hold a little bit more weight, um, especially the new characters that I'm going to introduce. They're going to be very central to the, the main plot because, uh, you know, Bloodbound, as it's going to be about family and it's going to be about, you know, uh, birthrights and what you're, you know, uh, like, you know, there's a whole sense of duty about what it means to uh, to uh, be tied by blood, you know, bound by blood. It's similar. It's a, it's, it's, it's a different concept of duty that's that's explored. So it's it's really exciting. I think it's got a different tone. It's I feel like it's definitely filled with a lot more uh, a lot more gray and a lot more ambiguity. But I think it's going to have. It's probably my favorite part of the trilogy, honestly speaking, uh, because uh, I just love the I just love the whole conflict that happens, like the whole climactic. People are, people just expect the unexpected. It's 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 really it turns it turns you on your head, and it's really going to deliver something you'd least suspect. <laughs> Exciting. And so it's a trilogy, three books. Um, book, book two will be around the corner, Bloodbound, um, which is exciting for folks to, to know that there's more to come. Um, where can folks find you and um, find out more about what you're doing? Uh, do you have a social media channel you prefer or your website? Oh, what, what, what's the best um, place for folks to catch up with you? So uh, actually, they can catch up with me on all my socials, uh, my tag, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and even my website, it's M A A L V A R E Z I I M A Alvarez com or as my handle. Um, but, uh, I also own a digital marketing creative branding agency called Lightwings promotions, uh, very much into media being a media professional, podcast uh 
you know, social media marketing, all the things that all the new media stuff that's coming out nowadays. I'm very, very well versed in all of it. And I've been really sinking my teeth into doing, you know, um, all things revolving new media, I guess. I, I can't really sum up my life's work all in that. But if they want to follow me on all my social channels, M.A. Alvarez II is where you're going to find me on pretty much everything. That's good. <laughs> so so we do, do we have duty-bound TikToks to look forward to or – uh, I haven't really got into TikTok. <laughs> I'm not really too keen on it you know, right it's, now. It's, you know, it's something I tell a lot of authors is, you know, pick one and stick to it. So you, you do that one well, because a lot of people try to do everything and they, they, they do a bunch of social media channels poorly rather than picking one, maybe two and doing them well. So I, I think you're, you're better off uh, picking, picking what works best for you. I was just wondering, cause I know some authors are actually doing like quick readings of like snippets lines and things from their books on TikTok and stuff like that. Um, so I didn't know if you had something like that planned or, or something else. But and I think, you know, I might have an audience on TikTok. I'm not going to totally discredit it. It's just that I don't really know the platform that well. Um, Instagram, I love Instagram because it's so, you know, you can integrate it with so many things. And I'm get, just getting into Twitter and I'm absolutely loving it. Uh I'm pretty, but I mean, my largest following is on LinkedIn, but that's because, you know, I really take my media career very seriously. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm definitely starting to, what is it, focus a whole lot more on the other channels as well. So that way I can build my readership and get my book into the hands of more people, get my message out. Awesome. Well, I'll, we'll focus people on Instagram then. They can look you up. I'll have links in the show notes for this episode to that. Plus the pre-order for Duty Bound, which is coming out June 22nd. But uh, go ahead and get it now. Pre-order it while you get the opportunity to do so. Um, and also uh, there'll be a hardcover link to, the, to that as well. Um, all of those will be available in the show notes for this episode. So I urge folks to head back and check them out at fantasy-focus.com for this episode link. Um, anyway, Mark, it's great to have you on the show. I look forward to uh, you know hearing more about your books and, and what's coming out in the future. Um, best of luck on this uh, release. Yeah, thanks for having me. And that's going to wrap up this episode of the Books and Authors Fantasy and Sci-Fi Podcast. Make sure you catch up with us for a whole lot more from the fantasy and sci-fi focus community, both on Facebook and over at fantasy-focus.com. Leave a comment on this episode and let me know what's on your mind. Also, don't forget you can subscribe to the show using iOS or Android devices or even by email. There are links to do that on the episode page at fantasy-focus.com right there below the audio player. So subscribe and catch up with our next episodes, including the very next episode with author Wayne Termel coming on the show. Be sure to come back for that one. That's it for this episode, though. Um, as always, I'm your host, Jamie Davis, author of Fun Fantasy Reads. Don't forget to follow me over on Facebook at Jamie Davis's Fun Fantasy Readers or my website, jamiedavisbooks.com. Whatever you do, though, subscribe. Come back here for the next podcast episode. And in the meantime, don't forget to keep your eyes open out there, folks. There's magic all around you.